Shimshon. After a year, at the time of the wheat harvest, Shimshon visited his wife with a kid, with a kid as in a small little goat, as a conciliary gesture after his long absence. Apparently, he felt that a sufficient interval had passed to express his displeasure at her behavior for backstabbing him. When he arrived, he said, I will be with my wife. Let me in the chamber, but let but her father would not allow him to enter, as she was now married to another. Her father said, I thought that you hated her, and I gave her as a wife to your companion, one of your groomsmen. If you feel wronged, I have a suggestion. In suggestion. Isn't her younger sister better, more beautiful, more successful than she is? Let her please be yours in the stead of the first wife. Lovely. Apparently, in Philistine culture, it was possible at an appropriate time to switch a wife or a husband for another, provided that the basic family structure of husband and wife was preserved. So yeah, take the next one. Shimshon said to them, This time I am absolved of the, Phil- the, absolved of the Philistines, for I am going to do them harm. I no longer have any binding obligation. Until this point, he felt he had to maintain a close relationship to the extent of marriage. Shimshon went and captured 300 foxes, or jackals. He took torches and turned them tail to tail, tying the tail of one animal to the other, and he placed one torch between every two tails in the middle of the foxes. He ignited the torches and he sent them, the foxes with flaming torches tied to their tails, into the fields of standing grain of the Philistines. The animals ran wildly in fear of their strange predicament, attached tail to tail. In their attempt to escape the burning torches, they ran through the fields, igniting blazes in many different locations, and ultimately he burned it from the piles of harvest grain to the standing grain to the olive groves. The Philistine said, who did this? Who caused this immense fire? It could not have been started by a single person. After investigating, they said it was Shimshon, son-in-law of the Timnite, because he, the Timnite, took his wife and gave her to his companion. The Philistines went up and burned her and her father in fire. The Philistines assumed that the primary guilty parties were the woman and father. They could understand Shimshon's reason for taking revenge. So, they thought if they punish them, then uh, the things will calm down. Shimshon said to them, If that is how you act, burning my wife and her father, I cannot let you escape without retribution. These poor fellows can't get it right. Indeed, I will take vengeance of you, and thereafter I will seize. He smut them. That means he hit them calf over thigh. An expression meaning, expression meaning a pretty much a full victory, a great blow. Till now it was economic damage but this time he killed many people with his extraordinary strength. And he subsequently went down and he dwelled in the cleft of the rock of Atam, at a place called Atam. The Philistines went up and encamped against the territory of Yoda, and they deployed against Lehi, a hilly area near the rock of Atam. The men of Yehuda said, Why have you come against us? To which the Philistines said, we have come to bind Shimshon, to do to him as he did to us. Basically, they're not here to fight with Yehuda, just to get Shimshon. 
3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam as they knew where he were, and they tried to convince him to just, you know, either give in or do something. They said to Shimshon, Don't you know what, that the Philistines rule over us? You're aware how delicate it is. What is this you have done to us? He said to them, I acted, impro- I acted properly. As they did to me, I did to them. My ac- reaction was just and appropriate. They said, we have come to bind you. In other words, we've come to take you and deliver you in the hand of the Philistines as their army is standing up against us and we fear them. Shimshon said to them, take an oath to me that you will not smite me yourselves. Shimshon felt strong enough. He was strong enough to overcome all of these men, but he did not want to harm his own people. So he says, you guys stay out of it. They said to him, no, don't worry, we will not do anything against you, but we will bind you and deliver you into their hand. We will not put you to death. They bound him with two new unused ropes, which were still in perfect condition. And they took him up from his hiding place in the cleft of the rock with intention of handing him to the Philistines. He came to the enemy camp at Lehi, and the Philistines shouted cries of victory towards him seeing that he was being carried to them as a bound prisoner. And then the Spirit of Hashem again rested upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that were burned with fire. Even if singed flax maintains the appearance of a rope, it's not as all strong and disintegrates at the slightest touch. The men of Yudad undoubtedly bound Samson carefully and sufficiently, but the ropes were no match to his tremendous power. He shook him slightly, and his bonds melted from his hands. He had complete freedom of movement, but surrounded by Philistine soldiers. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey from a recent deceased animal. And he extended his hand and took it, and he smote to death with it 1,000 men. Shimshon then said some poetry. <laughs> with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon Heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey, I smote 1,000 men. It was when he finished speaking that he cast the jawbone from his hand. He called the place Ramat Lechi, the jawbone hill. Notwithstanding his great strength, he became very thirsty after having killed so many enemies. He called to the Lord and he said, Hashem, you delivered this great salvation at the hand of your servant. Shall I now die from thirst? and fall it to the hands of the uncircumcised ones? Hashem split the hollow, a depression in the rock that was in Lehi, and water emerged from it, he drank, and his spirit returned, and he was revived. Thereafter, he called its name the Spring of the Caller to God. He judged Israel during the days of the Philistines 20 years. But we still have not said the story of Delilah. Delilah.